Corn, the Lord of Rage. The most important and central concept of the Warhammer 40k universe is, of course, war. It permeates every aspect of every faction in ways that no other franchise can really come close to, and it's been that way for millennia. When you have chaos gods, then, that feed on various emotions and aspects of mortal life, a god that feeds on warfare would certainly be quite potent indeed. That brings us to Korn, a simple and direct chaos god that relishes all things to do with warfare, violence, and conflict, and has been feeding on these actions since the dawn of humanity. Let's take a brief look at Korn, his domain in the warp, and his followers, with plenty of blood along the way. Korn is the chaos god of rage, violence, hatred, warfare, murder, and bloodshed, and it's this last aspect that is the most important. Korn's primary concern is the spilling of blood, whether it be combatants or innocents, allies or enemies. It doesn't really matter to him how the blood flows, just that it does. So much so that the common battle cry of his followers is, Blood for the Blood God, Skulls for the Skull Throne. Although some claim that Korn is a god that respects honor and martial superiority, this has generally been proven false, and these concepts are only utilized by certain Kornate followers to justify their killings. Korn doesn't care if his followers exhibit any sense of honor in their violence, just as long as they do it, regularly and perpetually. Rage and anger are of course important aspects as well, as self-sacrificial bloodshed isn't quite the same as blood spilt on a battlefield, caused by an enraged warrior looking to slaughter everything in their path. Obviously, there have been conflicts born from hatred and rage since the dawn of man, so it's no surprise that Korn is said to have been the first of the Chaos Gods to manifest. While none of the Chaos Gods get along with one another, Korn bears a special hatred for Slanesh, although the reasons for this are not as clear-cut as the differences between Nurgle and Zinch. Slanesh, devoted to pleasure and obsessions, turns combat into an art form, taking pleasure in watching talented combatants fight one another, where the act of spilling blood is secondary to the beauty of the movements and actions involved. Korn views this as offensive and degenerate, as combat should always be about bloodshed, not pleasure. Korn, of course, also doesn't care much for Zinch and his followers, viewing them as cowardly sorcerers unwilling to engage in direct physical combat. While Zinch might potentially be the most powerful of the Chaos Gods due to knowing what the future holds, and Nurgle has the most followers across the galaxy, Korn is certainly the most potent and active of the four. Every conflict big or small, and every act of violence feeds Korn in some way, and with grand battles routinely occurring involving millions upon millions of deaths, his rage and power only continues to grow. He doesn't need to weave any complicated schemes or promise mortals immense power and prestige, 
as all he needs is for the galaxy to continue as it has for many millennia. That's not to suggest that he's not involved in all of these conflicts, however, as Korn's presence is felt in all of them, from an angry dispute between two civilians to the orbital bombardment of an entire planet. Korn fans the flames of discord, anger, and violence, encouraging mortals to slip over the edge into wanton mayhem. An argument that suddenly turns violent might very well be due to Korn's influence, as this perfectly feeds his thirst for blood, and before long he may just gain a new follower that shares that thirst. Korn's appearance is generally consistent appearing as a massive, muscular humanoid standing hundreds of feet tall and coated in heavy, overlapping plates of armor made from brass and blackened iron. His face is that of a twisted, savage, snarling dog, and his every word is a growl of fury. He generally resides on his brass throne, which sits atop a mountain of skulls, the skulls are from both his champions as well as his enemies, consisting of a hundred thousand different species, from countless human skulls to tyranid skulls the size of a city block. He also possesses a tremendous two-handed sword, known by a number of names, including Woebringer and the End of All Things, and it's said that when he takes up this sword, a single swing can cut through reality itself allowing his legions to spill forth. Korn's skull throne is at the heart of his domain in the Warp, a realm filled with battlefields soaked in blood and covered in demons waging constant battles with one another. This perpetual infighting only pauses if any foolhardy invaders seek to wage a doomed war against the Lord of Blood before the demons will return to slaughtering one another over and over again for Korn's amusement. The realm itself is also at war with itself, as storms rage across crimson skies, sending powerful bursts of wind across the plains and mountains, tearing into the land and ripping up great chunks of blood-drenched earth. Earthquakes fight back against the storms by sending great gouts of molten brass into the sky, burning up the storm clouds, and new mountains erupt out of the flat ground to block the storm's advances. The terrain is also interrupted by great rivers of boiling blood crisscrossing across the landscape, dividing it into territories which the demons fight over, and new rivers of blood will pop up spontaneously splitting the lands in new ways to encourage new warfare. The earth retaliates against this as well, as earthquakes push the rivers closed again, and volcanoes spew molten brass into them to seal them shut. It is a realm of perpetual violence of all aspects, and any visitor to the realm would surely be driven mad, knowing that everything here, from the blood god, to the demons, to even the rocks and wind, is looking to kill them. To witness the carnage here is to know that conflict is a living, breathing thing. At the edge of Korn's domain is a ring of volcanoes reaching hundreds of kilometers into the air, belching black smoke and molten brass, creating a border that can't be seen nor navigated through. 
Anyone attempting to cross into Korn's realm will be met by toxic ash, scorching brass, bloodstorms, and jagged rock. Demons of stone and liquid metal also form here, born of rage and defiance, bludgeoning and scorching any would-be invaders with mindless fury and pure violence before falling back into lifeless piles. At the base of the volcanoes are the Demon Forges, where countless weapons of war of all types are crafted to supply the Eternal War, along with the components of the Blood God's Demon Engines. The anvils here contain the enslaved souls of any mortals who would dare attempt to invade Korn's realm, their tormented screams mingling with the sounds of the forges. The thousands of blood rivers cutting across the realm all dump out at the same location, plunging downward in massive red waterfalls, forming the Lake of Slaughter, larger than any ocean in the mortal realm. Leviathans of brass and bone swim throughout this lake, devouring everything they come across, as demons fly above the lake while doing battle with dragons made of pure solid blood. The lake itself is animate, snatching anything it can out of the sky that comes too close, and its waves take the shape of battling warriors, crashing violently against one another. On the far shore of this lake rests a tremendous field of skulls, so numerous that the ground can never be seen. This field stretches into the distance for kilometers before reaching a great black wall the outer perimeter of the Brass Citadel. On top of the walls, inside of them and above them are loyal demons dedicated to protecting the Citadel from any would-be intruders, although it's rare that any force could muster the strength to even approach the Citadel, let alone breach its walls. Although the other Chaos Gods could gain much if they managed to defeat Korn in his Citadel, the chance of success is too low and the risk of rousing corn to battle too great to be worth many attempts. One very curious aspect of the Brass Citadel is not demonic in nature at all, but rather is orcish. An orc warlord by the name of Tuska, calling himself the Demon Killer, had once led his warband straight into the Eye of Terror in search of carnage, utilizing a large number of orc weird boys to bypass the Imperial defenses around Cadia. Tuska soon encountered several demon worlds, belonging to some of the other Chaos Gods, conquering them easily and proving to be quite unstoppable. This changed when they landed on a planet belonging to a demon prince of Korn, leading to the slaughter of Tuska and his entire warband. Korn, however, enjoyed Tuska and his murderous carnage so much that he ensured that the orcs rose again the following day, allowing them to repeat their crusade. They were slaughtered again, and so Korn continued to bring them back, over and over, with the orcs never relenting in their bloodlust. Eventually, Korn was so impressed that he brought them all into his domain, allowing them to fight his elite generals every day for eternity. All of Korn's followers share this trait of wanton violence and carnage for carnage's sake, from his mortal followers up to his greatest demonic servants. Korn's temple is the battlefield, 
and all one has to do to worship him is kill, maim, and burn every day for as long as they exist. Following corn is the easiest path to raw physical power, and it's alluring to anyone across the galaxy that wishes for more strength to crush their enemies and see them driven before them. Corn ends up influencing many of the primitive worlds across the Imperium, where warring tribes are always looking for a way to best their opponents in straight combat. Sorcery and other trickery are frowned upon, so most of Korn's mortal followers are little more than mindless berserkers looking to make as much blood flow as possible. That's all that really needs to be done to worship and glorify Korn, so any day spent not spilling blood is blasphemous, leading many bands of Korn followers to battle one another in the meantime. Those that manage to gain Korn's favor will be blessed, gaining physical mutations in the form of increased strength or grotesque alterations such as horns or talons. Long-term Kornates that continue to do battle in Korn's name will eventually become little more than mindless beasts, slaughtering everything in their path. Korn's demonic servants are quite similar eschewing tactics and strategy in battle for raw ferocity and martial prowess. His primary rank and file demons are called Bloodletters, appearing as red-skinned humanoids with large horns and serpentine tongues. Sporting rippling muscles and razor-sharp claws, they don't even need any weapons to slice through armor and kill anything inside of it but they also generally carry large warp metal swords called Hellblades, capable of cutting through just about any armor forged by a mortal. Despite being the most common soldiers in Korn's blood legions, they are amongst the most aggressive entities of the warp, and in battle they'll easily enter a horrific frenzy, cutting down everything before them as they try to outdo one another in savagery. Korn's mounted troops are Blood Crushers, which are blood letters riding on the backs of demonic steeds called Juggernauts. Juggernauts are a fusion of flesh and machine, an unstoppable force of brass, iron, fire, and blood. Only the most favored of the blood letters are allowed the privilege of trying to tame one, and if they manage to mount one and survive its thrashing movements, it will be perhaps the most lethal of all war mounts. Other beasts used by the Blood Legion are flesh hounds, vaguely canine creatures used for hunting across great distances, even across space. Their howls of rage are said to chill the heart and haunt a person's nightmares, driving a target to madness before the hound catches up to them to sink their razor-sharp teeth in. Few can outrun or hide from a fleshhound on the hunt, and a pack of these is certainly a fearsome threat. The strongest and most brutal of the bloodletters will be taken to the Brass Citadel, to a vast arena known as the Skull Pit, in order to separate the best of them from the rest. The energies of the Fallen will then be granted to those remaining, swelling them with power and transforming their Hellblade into a blade of blood. These demons, now known as Heralds of Corn, will lead the demonic armies underneath them into battle. 
The greater demons of Corn are known as bloodthirsters, and these creatures are truly masters of battle in every sense of the concept. They are the very essence of brutality and savagery, and are renowned as the greatest warriors among demon kind, with only the boldest and most heroic of mortals even standing the slimmest chances of survival against them. Most of them stand nearly ten meters tall, with the largest being the size of a scout titan, their bodies impossibly muscled. From their backs sprout a pair of gigantic bat-like wings, allowing them to fly across a battlefield, and their faces are similar to that of Korn himself, bestial and snarly. They generally carry a pair of weapons, a massive demonic battle axe, the blade of which is at least as tall as a space marine, and a long barbed whip capable of delivering death at range to even the most agile of their foes. The axes are capable of cleaving an armored battle tank in two, and rather than just destroying a target's physical body, they will consume their souls as well. Bloodthirsters lead the great legions into battle, but rather than utilizing advanced tactics and strategy, they lead with stunning brutality. Of course, select mortals that prove themselves to the Blood God time and time again can be elevated to a select position, becoming Demon Princes of Corn. These monstrous mortals are imbued with incredible physical power, and as long as they continue to provide a constant flow of blood for Corn, they will remain in his favor. Finally, there is Corn's greatest servant, the Demon Primarch Angron. Angron was known for his brutality and savagery even before falling to chaos, but Korn has empowered him, transforming him into a demonic monster capable of battling dozens and dozens of space marines at once. He stands amongst the greatest threats of chaos known to the galaxy, and even if he is bested, he will always return from the warp unscathed and ready for more war. While the other Chaos Gods may have some interesting philosophies related to their existences, Korn is rather blunt and simple. Rather than being interested in the specific hows and whys of conflict, Korn is only interested in the conflict itself, which is in itself an interesting commentary on the universe of 40k. The universe cannot exist without war, and so it must perpetuate, for one reason or another, and that will simply continue to feed corn. There are always going to be individuals out there, human or otherwise, with an interest in growing more powerful in order to defeat their enemies, and thus turning to corn is a simple yet effective way to obtain that power. Whether or not corn is the most interesting of the Chaos Gods is certainly up for debate, but you can't deny the results, as millions of fanatics across the galaxy scream and rage on a battlefield in their thirst for blood for the blood god.